Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. I am by myself this week, but that's okay. Um, for those of you who listened to my last episode with my cousin, um, just want to thank her again for participating and being so honest and vulnerable. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, it was a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of different things. It was kind of hard to identify what we should call it. Um, Cause we just kind of, sorry, I'm fixing my headphones. Um, Cause we kind of just went in different directions, but I just hope you guys appreciated the raw and honest conversation. Cause those are the things that he, her and I talk about, you know, um, quite frequently, especially when we're dealing with triggers and traumatic um, experiences and just identifying life and navigating that and what that means and what that looks like. And so um, it was really cool to be able to have an opportunity to record it and have a place for it. Um, so I hope you guys appreciate that because that definitely um, was a challenge for her mostly and even for me to to create a comfortable space where she could open up and be honest and raw um, and give you guys access, give you guys access. So super excited about that. This episode is something that I've been wanting to record um, for quite a while. I haven't got into the relationships one. So I know you guys, if you're waiting on that one, you gonna have to keep waiting because <laughs> I haven't even open that, that vault up. Um, still, still dealing with that. But, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, my experience when it comes to, um, when it comes to uncomfortable conversations. So this is something that I actually kind of have taken the lead on several, several, several times or multiple times. Um, and I don't think there's an easy way to to handle them, um, to have them, to welcome them, to begin them. But I think it's important that I address it because it's something that I feel like I wasn't prepared for, um, where I think I'm never really completely prepared for it, but I've definitely gotten less hesitant about having them. I've almost been like, I want to get through this uncomfortable conversation so I can get to the other side because it's so rewarding to know that with having that uncomfortable conversation, you're able to have access and um, create a connection or a memory that is um, sometimes well overdue, but also encouraging because you feel victorious. You feel like you've done some really great things or you feel like there's some sort of closure. Now, let me preface what I mean by uncomfortable conversation. So that could mean um, talking to a partner about things that you're un, you're not liking in a relationship. Um, I'll start off that. I think this episode, I'll probably go into multiple scenarios and offer my, my advice of how I've been able to navigate those conversations and how I've been able to learn and grow from them. Um, so addressing things that you don't like. Now, granted, there are many other ways to do this. Please do not take this as a Bible. This is just how I've done these things. And, um, the outcomes, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you know, so having uncomfortable conversations with a partner about things that you don't like. So for instance, something that is essential to my relationship is growth and communication. So if there is an issue with that, where I feel like we're stagnant and we're not really growing as individuals, much less a couple having that conversation, it's also about timing. So when you are having an uncomfortable conversation, be mindful and be sensitive and be grace, have a little grace and patience. I think that's the biggest thing, um, in addressing or, um, 
initiating a conversation like that. So for me, I try to not, um, um, I'm not the type to say, oh, we need to talk later because I feel like that is like cracking the door open and it's very uncomfortable to be in limbo. So I don't do that. Um, I would recommend just, just basically having a, a, a good amount of time. So maybe like 30 minutes or so that you anticipate to have about, un, you know, some uninterrupted time where you can, you know, allow, um, you guys to respond, you know, in a more natural state and not, you know, rushed or not present. Um, I would recommend kind of just saying like, well, my experience has been is like, Hey, we need to talk. Or can I talk to you for a second about something that's bothering me or something that that's, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, um, you have to be careful. So when you're having uncomfortable conversations, the goal is to address the issue, not necessarily the emotion tied to it always in like right out the bat, because what happens is you can basically introduce energies that are going to take you further away from what you're trying to accomplish or what you're trying to address. Now, um, what I mean by that is essentially, okay, say for instance, you, you know, you're feeling like you guys are on the same page. You're not able to make decisions together. You're not able to navigate things in the way that you thought they were going to be navigated, or you guys are not playing well together as far as being a team. And you want to be able to get back on the same page and feel like, okay, we are, you know, we're seeing eye to eye, we're making sense. This, this, the outcome or the basically the goal of having the uncomfortable conversation is to check in, is to brainstorm, to identify or address where things fell off or were misconstrued. Um, you know, uncomfortable conversations can happen in like, like through like big aha moments, or they can be like super, super quick and easy little chats that were like, oh, oh, okay. Well, the, you know what? We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. You know, um, the point is to put them on the table um, and also to be mindful that it is a conversation, not an argument, not a moment to um, defend yourself. You have to process and identify what potentially the other person could be going through what you're going through and really, really hone in on allowing yourself to show up as the person that you want to be or um, have been trying to be or working to be. Um, You want to be careful not to allow your quote unquote demons or bad habits or I am who I am to show up because you want to give that conversation the the life that it needs in order to grow and take place into being um, a new wave of how things are dealt with and addressed. So taking a step back and swallowing a lot of pride here and there, um, navigating things a lot differently could definitely help you with getting to the other side. So during that moment of having that uncomfortable conversation with that partner, and you're wanting to talk about things that you knew are either annoying or confusing or frustrating, or can um, potentially not necessarily hurt them, but evoke some, some emotions or a reaction that you're not comfortable with. That just means that on your end and how you, um, how you kind of take the lead with the conversation, you're really going to have to come from a space of complete peace, if that makes sense. And basically always have that um, agenda with you of this agenda is coming from a good place. This agenda 
is going to allow you to vent or allow you to be frustrated, but I'm going to stay on track of what what needs to be accomplished, not get diverted by your response or um, the energy or your shift in mood, because the reality is you lose, you, you basically signal to them that now that you've thrown out a tactic that has thrown me off, I'm going to either respond to you in, you know, the same energy that you gave me, I'm going to soup to your level, or I'm no longer going to find the thing that I, you're going to basically like throw me off your scent. I'm no longer going to find the thing that I initially approached you about to be valuable anymore. So I'm just going to say, forget about it. It's not going to make any sense. Um, It's about creating a space where being wrong is okay. Um, Being wrong is okay. Not knowing is okay. Doing things and didn't know you did it was, is okay. Um, You want to just be able to allow for uncomfortableness to exist and not be the star of the show. And this, this is very tricky, very, very tricky to do. I know, for instance, I've talked about this before where I, I got basically feedback from my sister about my behavior and how I handled something, um, or how my character basically, essentially how my character is. And she's a very emotional person, love her to death. Um, and, as a receiver of feedback and being, you know, basically requested to be in a very uncomfortable situation, I had to not just see or hear the frustration and the anger or the confusion and the hurt, but the actual message, like what exactly is she trying to reach out to change or to do? Um, <clears throat> so what I received was you know, her judgment of my character of being bitter and hardened and um, hard to deal with and cold shouldered and um, just very, very, it just completely threw me off, to be honest with you. But um, it's more of just her trying to reach out to me and say something's wrong, something's not right. That is crucial. That is so crucial to... um, when participating in in something like this. Now, if you are (laughs) receiving negative, if you're trying to give someone negative feedback or something they can take as negative, um, that's maybe not encouraging. I would highly recommend you being mindful of your words. One, the reason being is because words can be very hurtful and sometimes words resonate. And I mean, her words were basically those words. And that still has stuck with me today. And for me, it's just a reminder of the extreme version of myself that I can get into and be like a negative Nancy or um, a very hurt, hurt giving person, essentially, because that's really what it is when you're coming from that place. So for me, I needed to just swallow that pill because of the appreciation I had for her for being vocal and honest and upfront about her feelings with me um, and just where I was headed and what I was concerned with. Now, mind you, this was over 10 years ago. I would definitely had to have been like 16 or something like that. I remember I was rather coming out my teens and she just got this like cold shoulder from me. But um, there have been other times where, for instance, um, there was a time where I felt like, you know, one of my partners, he just wasn't 
um, he wasn't himself. He wasn't, um, you know, participating. He wasn't showing up. He wasn't present. He wasn't um, completely there. And I had to address it from a sense of concern, not a sense of like, I'm angry with you and I'm upset with you because I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what it could be. And in having that conversation is when I was able to receive or understand that he felt out of place and he just was frustrated with where he was trying to go in life and he wasn't able to get to where he wanted to get to. And so, um, you know, that gave me some understanding and grace and appreciation for him to one, being open with me and two, um, allowing me in and giving me the information that he was holding, you know? I think when you are approaching uncomfortable conversations where you're trying to tell someone something negative about them or they can receive as negative, we're more hesitant to do so and we're a lot less forthcoming. I think also too, when, when people say like, oh, be 100 with me, keep it real, you know, tell me the truth, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We say those things because we do want, you know, truthful relationships. We do want, um, you know, the access to someone's heart or mind or body and soul in its purest form. And we want to be able to have information that is sacred. Um, but that doesn't always mean that we're necessarily prepared for that information. So for instance, if you want to be, if you want to be vocal with a partner or a friend and kind of say, listen, I've been cheating on you, or I haven't been happy, or, you know, I think things have changed people are obviously more inclined not to say anything. Um, but the reality is the power that you now give them in their lives to see a more pure and truthful version of you, of their life, of their aspirations, of their goals, of their direction, that is priceless. That is something that you don't understand how much power you hold over someone when you hold, withhold information that is super valuable to them um, in making their decisions and living their destiny and their dreams and seeing everything through, there are emotions obviously that will come with those with that that information. But the reality is, there's a lot of um, power that is essentially held within one versus the other. Um, if things aren't necessarily as genuine or authentic as they should be. And so that's why I encourage people to have uncomfortable conversations. I've done, I've initiated uncomfortable conversations and they've gone completely left where it's a screaming match. It's, it's really, really bad. And I've learned from those because I realized there are signs when things are going left. I encourage everybody to be more comfortable communicating. You know, people say, oh, you communicate so well and you are able to articulate your words so well. Um, it's mostly because I've absorbed and I've also stepped in some landmines and I'm like, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't say that. Oh, that didn't, then that wasn't received too well. You had to go back and backtrack a couple of times to be able to clarify what exactly you were trying to say. Um, or you know what, you just busted in the room and decided to get this off your chest without letting them know you were venting and that you weren't really looking for a solution. You were, you were more looking for an ear, um, and it allowed them to judge you and, you know, know that you're, you are not, that you are your thoughts and, and it just, it just goes awry. And so, I say all of this to say 
that change is possible within people. I do, I do believe that. Um, the degree in which they change or the degree in which things um, may go in your favor, it really just varies. It varies on the person. It varies on their their life path, their skill set, all of those sort of things. Um, you know, the reality is there's only so much we can do, but I think it's important to stop withholding information from people because we're more afraid of the um, the response than the outcome. Um there are a lot of things that are out of our control, but, you know, not being able to access a person or, a you know, a family member or, um, a mentor, et cetera, is it's, it's like, you're basically, you have a chip on your shoulder. You're balling those feelings up. You're balling those thoughts up. All of those things are just completely, um, you know, now holding yourself back. And so, it's, it's extremely frustrating, obviously, to have information or want to get information and not be able to get those things because you're not mature enough or um, really comfortable enough of going through that conversation because of other triggers and other traumas. And let me be very clear, uh, my past, my, how I was raised, arguing was normal, completely normal throwing jabs, you know, getting nasty, getting dirty, hitting where it hurts, that was normal. So for me to enter a conversation knowing that this can go really, really wrong um, and feel confident in it in a sense that my intentions are to ride this bull as hard as long as I can in order to get to the other side and knowing that I'm not here to shake things up. I'm here really to just get a better understanding. Um, I definitely pat myself on the back. Another scenario, you know, could be where, oh man, dealing with rejection. So I had a conversation with a friend of mine about just like their, for instance, their lack of engaging with me. I felt that, um, I actually had that conversation multiple times with them about, you know, um, I felt like things had changed. We weren't necessarily the same and we needed to get back on track. I was, um, I was rejected. I was rejected multiple times and it was rejected in a sense that like addressing the conversation, it went nowhere. Meaning, um, I let them know, listen, I really, really would like to spend some time with you. I definitely miss you. Things have changed and I really want to get closer again. I, I really want us to be in a better place. And, you know, um, I really want to be around you. Their response was very like the same, like, I feel the same way. We definitely need to, I've been so bad about doing that. I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I had this conversation and then we make, we make plans and then they fall through or they just never happen. And then this would happen like two, three times, you know, throughout the year of us just trying and I've come to the conclusion that there has been a drift between her and I. And, you know, <clears throat> people get out of your life or come out of your life for different reasons. And sometimes we want to, sometimes we, we don't, we don't want that to be the case, but the reality is we have no choice and I had no choice. Um, I still miss her. I still want to, you know, be her friend. And I'm more than sure if I reach out, she'll be, you know, super sweet about it and feel the same way, but I can't 
force the friendship or the relationship to exist. Um, it has to be mutual and I've been let down by it on so many, you know, in so many different ways. Um, I'm just sincerely trying now to adjust and adapt and let go of the, the drifting that, you know, has occurred, but it was a very uncomfortable conversation because you get to a place where it's like, you're trying to, you're tired of just checking in. You're tired of just thinking about them and saying, Hey, I'm missing you thinking about you. You, you get frustrated because you want to address it. You want a conclusion that is, um, rewarding or feeling like that it was a weight lift off my shoulder. If you ask me, of course, the, the conversation or conversations, um, didn't necessarily lead to the outcome that I personally wanted, but it led to the truth. It led to the reality. And that's the goal is to live in the reality of what, what is there. Um, yeah. Uncomfortable conversations are hard to talk about because they happen in so many different ways. Um, I remember talking to my mom and having one of those where I felt like, you know, I needed to ask her what her thought process was when it came to, um, you know, handling, for instance, my brother and just being so overly readily available for him and checking out for me and completely like, cold shouldering me and me feeling like that's not fair. There's a lot of things that in life that he was able to get away with or you bent over backwards for. But for me, there was never, never like a white flag or, you know, here's a little bit of grace or here's a little bit of help and effort in getting you up to your next, your next, um, level of where you want to be. There was just attack after attack or, you know, lack of understanding of where I wanted to go and what I was trying to do. And so it just, it made me extremely frustrated and it definitely has caused friction between her and I and the boundary, the huge boundary that is there between her and I. And, um, you know, she is very aggressive and very matter of fact, and very much feels like I'm your mom. It is what it is. Get over it you know, um, which again, felt like a door closed on me. You know, she made a lot of different, um, she made a lot of different excuses in my opinion, or quote unquote reasons as to why there was such a, a vast difference between he and I. But what I was able to absorb from that was that she indicated that I was very independent and he wasn't. And she knows that. And so she felt her, her time would be better spent with him and his needs versus me. And as hurtful as that sounds and as hurtful as that has been, um, it's allowed me to trust into more of my dream team and what they mean to me and what um, they bring to the table and how they've been able to raise me and just love on them a lot more because them stepping in, not unknowingly, because I know none of them did it where they were like, yeah, I want to be there for her because she needs a mom. It was just a divine intervention that this is where I needed to be. And also my own like needing and void and yearning, which is so funny because I ran into someone this past weekend who mentioned my mom was that for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so weird that you would say that because I was yearning for the mom that you got and the mom that I got, I could, I could, 
do away with. I'm okay with not having that mom. Um, but you know, we don't get to pick and choose them at all, but yeah, it's, it's been very interesting. I mean, I've had uncomfortable conversations. I remember one time in high school, oh my goodness, I got approached by someone and she was accusing me of talking to her boyfriend at the time. And I never did that. That's one thing I don't do. I, I'm, I've never been that girl. I'm like, there's too many of them out there for me to be worried about yours. But he had actually reached out to me in hopes of he and I being friends on social media and I was not interested. And I made that clear in the, in the, 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 the conversation he and I had, but I guess he had flipped the script or something. So she approaches me and she's screaming and yelling and very upset and basically was trying to go off on me. And I calmly said to her, I'm like, listen, that's not how I roll. You know me better than that. Um, I actually went ahead and I showed her the, um, the conversation between he and I, I'm like, you can read it. It it doesn't, you know, make me feel some type of way at all. So she read it. And after she read it, she just walked away because she knew that, you know, his words versus mine were two different stories. Um, and very maliciously, she actually ended up talking to an ex-boyfriend of mine intentionally and tried to, to, um, essentially like throw herself on him or, um, make herself, make herself available to him. And he told me everything and was very vocal of like not wanting to pursue that. And, you know, some people are very malicious. I don't think there's a way around it, but there's an honesty behind that because that's the reality. You get to see the reality in these uncomfortable conversations. That is the whole point when someone is, you know, put, are pushed into a wall, you get to see their fight or flight. You get to see, um, their true thoughts when you, you know, um, discuss things that may be triggering or things that, um, they may be uncomfortable with or things they may have been hiding or things they, you know, are struggling with. You get to see the truth in that. And that's why I highly recommend everyone and anyone, um, to pursue having uncomfortable conversations. So another example of a uncomfortable conversation that you may be hesitant about doing or getting into may be a conversation about your career, promotion, um, skills you bring to the table, things that you are managing, juggling, um, whether it be personal or just professionally in general, and addressing that with a superior, just really trying to, you know, um, have a better understanding or you know, um, figure out a different route in a, a dealing with, you know, the way things are currently going. And that can be very uncomfortable because you may not know how they are going to respond or they have a history of, you know, brushing things off, not addressing things in a professional manner. Um, you may be essentially fighting for yourself and it makes you feel the triggers that you have felt in other areas of your life. Now, for me, when I've had those uncomfortable conversations, I've definitely had to get coached. <laughs> um, this is not a coaching session. I will tell you that I would ha- you know, highly recommend you find someone that is more comfortable with those kind of conversations and can help you navigate the responses you may receive, the scenario that you basically are in, and what's the best way to proceed. Um while I was being coached through a situation where I was trying to get a promotion and it kind of had already been in the works, but 
there was some kind of like, it was less formal. Um, it was more of like the compliments are great, but the pay is not reflecting what you're saying. Um, and I want to be compensated as well. So, you know, it's more about being able to be comfortable with addressing um, and standing up for yourself in a way that is polished, it's professional, it is factual, and it is um, coming from a place of complete, like, I'm willing to make sure that this goes through because I, you know, can bet on it. Like, I know that I'm going to see this through. I know that I'm worth it. I know that I am valuable, not from a sense of like, you need me, I don't need you. You know, it's basically semi sales pitch slash, you know, preaching moment slash um, professional, you know, presentation. Um, so, you know, in that key, in that moment where I was being coached, things like, you know, I wanted to discuss, you know, my current salary and what that entails and what the expectations are for me as a um within this role. I think that my role has now shifted and definitely changed, which would allow for um, a renegotiation of what I'm currently, you know, bringing home. I would love to discuss to you on what the range or the possibility of that may be. Now, you have to be double careful because sometimes you bring up conversations and you're going to be shut down, off the bat shut down. But that's the truth. That's the reality. That is a possibility. Timing is also important. Um, manifesting is also important. There are things behind the scenes that you have to be mindful of when you are um, attempting these things. So timing, the people around you, um, the situation that you're currently in, if you've already gotten reprimanded a couple times, that's just not really, you know, the best time to bring something like that up. Um, you know, being mindful because you have to be realistic with what your options are. And sometimes these things, like I said, take some time with building up and completely painting the full picture. So don't be hesitant to try again, try from a different angle, um, prove yourself in a different way, um, look for other options, enhance yourself, identify what's the best way for me to take advantage of this current situation. Does that mean I need to scale back and still be able to reap the benefits of my pay? Does that mean I need to come from a different angle and maybe a approach a coworker or assistant manager or um, another subordinate, subordinate and see what their thoughts are on something like this? Um, you know, sometimes being creative and uncomfortable conversations can lead to outcomes that are rewarding and outcomes that are welcomed. Um, you just have to be agile. My biggest, 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 biggest recommendation when having an uncomfortable conversation is to be open, be open. Don't be closed, be, um, vulnerable. Don't be stupid. Um, but you want to be able to be agile enough to welcome different ways of thinking, different ways of doing things and, um, just be mindful of what the subject or the individual or the person's uh, what their capacities are, what they're capable of, what's on their plate potentially, what this conversation may trigger for them, and why <clears throat> they may they may re respond in a negative or a um, hurtful from a hurtful place. You know, um, just being graceful, just 
having a little patience and empathy and, you know, sympathy, um, for yourself and also for them. And if you feel that this is a conversation that is really worth having and can take some time and needs to take the time, put a pin in it and say, listen, it's not that I want to argue. I just, maybe it's just about dressing it. I need to come back. I know for me and my partnership, it's, I'm more of a, like, a. I need an immediate reaction. Like I need a, okay, let's go. I need immediate confirmation that we're on the same page for them. They, um, he's definitely like a day or two for it. That wave to hit him. He needs to absorb it all to think about the scenarios to then be able to give me, come to the same conclusion as me. So it's being mindful of what you're working with and what the strengths are and the weaknesses are and being positive through it. I don't care what it is, still be encouraging, still being positive. It's not, you can have differences, you can have uncomfortable conversations, but when you're looking, coming from a very negative, demeaning place, and you can feel it a lot of times too, you have to be careful. The limitations are there. You put place those limitations because those then send triggers to the other person. You know, you may be frustrated by someone's behavior, and you want to address it, which you're very welcome to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that from that, it has to be from the, I hate you angle. It's I'm hurt by what you said, because it it felt like you didn't know me. It felt like you were being very insensitive and you didn't consider the fact that I had a really bad day today, a really bad day. I got into an accident or, you know, things didn't go my way in my presentation that I did today, or I wasn't able to finish everything that I needed to do. And you accused me of something that I was not thinking of, you know, so there has to be some room for, um, politeness to exist. And also, um, that other person to be welcome and open to things to go wrong, but to find a way to get back on track. Now, feel free to always preface your uncomfortable conversation, especially if you're just practicing or getting your feet. But when it comes to uncomfortable conversations about, hey, I want to talk to you about something that's probably going to make you upset, but I want you to know that that's not my goal. That's not what I want. Can we find a way to do it in a in a way that it's not hurtful or it doesn't make you super upset and it doesn't, um, you know, put us further apart. So you're, you're, you're basically waving your white flag before the, the war has even begun where you're trying to figure out how do we get to a place of togetherness at the end of this, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some patience. But, um, I think if you really, really wrap your head around it, you're able to find a place where you can feel good about it. And even if the outcome is negative and triggering and upsetting, it's the bravery and the, um, and the ownership of your feelings and your thoughts and your wants and your desires and your goals, um, that are still standing tall. And that's the most important thing that you're able to walk through situations from a place of complete peace and centeredness versus I'm doing this out of just complete fear of what you're going to say. It's no, I'm doing this from a place of there needs to be a shift, a transition, and you know, the elephant in the room needs to sit down with us and I want to do it with you. I want to be able to get into your brain, into your heart, into your soul and, you know, to bring out the the place where we can both merge together and sit together or just 
address things that need to pull us apart. Like we finally need to deal with this so we can be apart because we have not been living authentically or genuine. And, um, that's okay too. That's okay. Remember the bumps in the road, the stop signs, the red lights, the go past, go to go straight to jail. All of those things are part of our journey. They're all there, the good, the bad, the ugly. And so don't be afraid of those things because what happens is when you're afraid of having those comfortable conversations, you prolong this sense of like wandering, lost, not necessarily living your, your truth moments because you are now living to avoid the truth or those moments or those uncomfortable conversations instead of sitting back and saying, I know that I need to deal with this head on so I can break free or break through or um, address or get through um, a piece that is long overdue. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. Again, I definitely appreciate every single one of you. You have no idea how much this is an outlet for me. And I'm going to continue to follow my dream by, you know, working with you guys on talking to you about the things that I personally gone through. And also I recommend, and I hope, hope that this episode uplifts you and gives you a little bit more courage on, you know, getting through stuff like this. So best of luck.